Welcome back into the Nick Bob Podcast. This is part two of the Wine Pod with my guy Bo Root. If you missed part one, make sure you go check it out. We are way tipsy, but we are tackling some really good topics. It was a really good conversation, so, so make sure you go check that out. Again, part one of this Wine Pod chat uh, is on the pod feed right now. So this is part two of the Wine Pod, and this one is fantastic as well. We dive into... You know, NIL, Transfer Portal. We get into also Wandale Robinson and his decision to transfer in hindsight, knowing what we know now, how his season went in Kentucky, where he went in the NFL draft, some interesting stuff there. Get into the the newcomer for Nebraska football that needs to have the biggest impact next year. We get into some, some kind of deep stuff with talents and stats versus winning foreign players in the NBA and their success. Tom Brady heading to Fox to be the NFL uh, their number one NFL analyst. Just tons of good stuff. And again, we are really tipsy on, <laughs> on this one. So that's what makes it fun, man. So here we go. Let's get to it. Part two of the Wine Pod with yours truly and Bo Rude. Enjoy. Bigger college sports issue. NIL or transfer portal? NIL... I would say NIL for me right now is... I mean, transfer portal is like a bit of a problem for sure that we can get into. But for me, NIL, because, um, and this is like, this is maybe something that makes you feel like you've, you've gotten older and you've changed or something. Damn, kids in these, okay, yeah, like, I mean, basically that, like you're ready to say kids these days are, is what you're about to say going to include the words kids these days. Can I start it with kids these days? It's not in the middle. It's going to start with, Kids, the no. So here's my issue. Here's my issue. Dot dot dot. Kids, Kids these, these days. days. Okay. <laughs> no. We got to ask ourselves a question because, like, when I was in college, I would have been like, "Of course, let me go make money off myself." And in principle, no way in the world would I argue that it's not technically the right thing that people should be able to make money. It doesn't make sense for them, for people not to be able to totally, but then you've got to ask the bigger questions. This is what I've been doing now that I'm getting older. I'm asking the bigger questions about life. Like what's the point of it? Like, why do we have college football? And to me, it's not so that we have NFL football, but we are in college. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not professional sports in college. It's like, to me, professional sports is professional sports. College sports is about something bigger than just like you. It's about you're joining a school. You're getting an education, which people balk at now. But I'm like, well, then why are you do why are we doing it? Right. right. So yeah, it goes back to be a school, get in the education, and being a part of a community that has been like in, you know, like which is a real an, thing. An alumni that yes, have been going it's a real there forever. Thing. Like it's different than pro. It's like pro has fans. College is alumni and community. Yeah. It's a city. It's a state. It's a fan base. It's, it's a, a fan yeah, base. Right. It's an education. It's an experience. And I think we've forgotten that that is important and it's different. And it's like we are unwinding that. And that is what I'm a little bit concerned about is I love that. So I can in the same breath say, I know how I felt in college. I wanted to make the money. I wanted, it's like, you have a chance to, it's hard to argue with it. You can't, it's a stupid argument to argue against it. The only argument I have is what do we want as fans? What do we want? I, I don't really care if that person makes money or not. Right. I want the thing that I grew up with, which was amazing, which mm -hmm. is this, this community, this, this alumni, this thing that we all rally around. And if it becomes the NFL, it becomes something different. And so if you want that different thing, good for you. What I'm saying is I like what we got. And so like, I'm, I'm struggling with where it's going. It's becoming a free agency. The players are losing touch with, the like team aspect of it. It's all about what I can get. And that's fine. I get it. That's the incentives. But it's like, it's hard to have a team now. Right. It's hard to have a team in the way that you, that we've traditionally had teams where it was like, it was about giving yourself up to the team. Now it's like, 
well, just you're going to have to pay me for my services. And once you do that, it's different. It changes it's everything. different. Man, that was good. What you Thank just you. said, that was perfectly stated. Like, that was really, really good. Because I completely agree. And I don't even know, like, part of me wants to try to jump on that and add something to but, it. But that is let me perfectly ask you, stated. In your mind, is, is NIL a bigger deal than transfer points? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, I do think it's one of those things where, like, I don't even know. I don't have. I'm like my analogy part of my brain isn't working right now. But like, I think NIL combined with the transfer portal is a really bad combination because you've heard some people, the Iowa athletic director Gary Barda, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald's even said it, suggest that a way to rein in NIL is basically like it's a losing effort to try to rein in NIL. What you can do to rein in NIL is to rein back in the transfer portal. Well, transfer portal, if you equate to like, okay, if NIL is NFL, transfer portal is free agency. Yes. It's like, okay, eliminate free agency. At least the teams stay I think, together I think that's more. What, that's what Sam McEwen and Gary Barter are insinuating, saying that like if you if we if we rein back the transfer portal the NIL stuff is going to naturally kind of dwindle back with it. Where if you got to transfer and sit out a year, people aren't going to want to fork over a bunch of money yeah. and people. And I'm telling you, as someone that has transferred, like that, that sitting out a year is a major deterrent. And, yeah. and so I know I definitely think it's NIL. And like the only thing I'd, I'd add to build off of what, what you so eloquently put was like, and I've said this before, and I'm pretty sure I've said it to you, was like, I think I think one of the things that, and this even expands beyond it, like every sport outside of, I guess, Major League Baseball that doesn't have a salary cap, but every other sport is every franchise is basically operating under the same general parameters, goals, yeah. guidelines, and rules of acquiring their roster. Every one of them. So how the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat build their roster is technically under the same framework. Yes. And that's what makes this fucking work. And ultimately, in college basketball and college football, when we've done these Husker Classic recaps, the 94 Miami team built out its roster technically under the same guidelines that Nebraska built out its roster yeah. where they had 85 scholarships to give you. And that was it. Now, some people say, Nick, people have cheated for forever. Sure, they have. I get it. I think, number one, I think it was far less widespread than people want to make it out to be. Yes. Now, you played major college football. I played pretty major college basketball. I, Unless everybody on my team was the greatest secret keeper of all time, I think this idea that – I think there's this idea that everybody – I think people love to tell these tales on the bar stools of being like, man, everybody was getting paid back in the day. I'm like, no, they weren't. Okay, I, I, like I, I mean, I don't think anybody on my team was getting paid. I don't. I'm telling you, no. I heard stories. <laughs> Keith Langford, my roommate, said that Baylor tried to pay him. Yeah, I've heard. I, I mean, I've heard. I've heard stories of other. But like, I'm telling you, on my team at Kansas, I didn't see anything that stood out to me as like that dude's getting paid. We were all broke as a joke, college kids. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were all broke. Nobody. I mean. I, I like literally like remember like it's like I, I had a car and like people were like where'd you get that car? I was like well it was like it was my, I, I yeah like, yeah it was like it wasn't it like school yeah it wasn't yeah. like it was like uh I was like yeah I'm driving a Mercedes BMW Benz yeah, like, brand new it was like you drove a Jeep Cherokee yeah I was like and they were like where'd you get that I was like oh, fuck it. what do you mean yeah I was like I've had it since high school uh, I yeah. got it from Tom Rude. what are you talking about but like yeah. so I guess for me it was yes were there some people cheating. Of course there were. I don't think it was as widespread as people make it out to be. And then at the end of the day, it was still cheating. It was against the rules. And if you got caught, you got punished. Yeah, like, I, so it still was. So I guess from like, not only does it erode at everything you laid out, like yeah. you, you got into kind of that intangible fabric that is college sports. I also feel like it, it erodes at the tangible fabric of competitive balance. It's it becomes baseball, and the Yankee like you have to become the the Billy Bean and the and the A's money ball in it to even have a chance, like to beat the Yankees who are going to pay to win. Like Texas A and M, Georgia, Alabama, 
Clemson, like they're buying Ohio State. They're kind of all buying the best players. Well, and I guess now. that's what the thing that's funny about this. This, uh, I mean, I think I remember you and I did a pod right when all this stuff lifted on July first of last year. Of like, all right, here we are, the NIL. Here we go. This is. I think you and I pontif- like we predicted that hey, if this seeps into recruiting, we got a major problem. But I didn't anticipate it becoming solely recruiting. Like this is. Let's be honest. This isn't NIL. This is pay for play. This is this buying is. a player. And, and we we actually, I was skeptical. I was like, okay, who wants to pay some high yeah. school kid a million dollars when they might, you know, come in and break up their girlfriend and not be able to play? Like that's what happens. Like yes. you don't have any proof they're going to be good. And I'm actually surprised. Like Texas A&M, like there's a pool of of. The collective, these collectives, these collect- I think and there's the a bunch NCAA's of trying to crack down on that, but it's like, good luck on that, dude. It, it like when you start out wild west, yeah, it's hard to rein in the wild. Like now the precedent is wild west. Right. And man, it's like I said, I, I don't in principle have no problem with it. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying like what I want to see is the parody that we've always kind of had, which is like, yeah, there's teams that have been better traditionally, but like there's nothing that separates them from you other than like, like, yeah, I mean, I guess they have facilities, but like, but that's not, that's it. like, you're not truly paying the players to come there. And here's the thing. I think people, some people would listen to this and think like, Oh, you guys are mad. Like I'm legit. Let's say on Oshan Mathis got broke off with a multi, like ton, 400,000. Like, I don't care. Like, Oshawn Mathis getting money, I am not mad at that. But then, Nick, let me but, ask you something. But then it's you play on his team, and you're not getting anything. How do you feel? Like all of a sudden, you go, you're getting paid a half a million bucks to come here. I'm the good, loyal guy that hasn't asked you. for anything. So now I go, well, I better get mine, one way or another. And if you, this school's not going to give it to me, and I can go get more elsewhere you're making decisions not on team then you're making decisions on well where's the market and like i i love the market in my life i don't love the market with my college sports right specifically and i want college sports to be its own the same reason i want ncaa basketball to be like you gotta stay for three years like football so you can be a team actually and get like education has to be a part of it or it's like what is the point of college right it's, a, it's to get an education right? right like not that like i was the well, i'm telling student. you <laughs> i wasn't no but no but i'm telling i feel like we're trending towards and bruce rasmussen has predicted predicted this a current athletic director like that at some point i wouldn't be surprised if it's like if college sports basically becomes professional sports where nebraska basically sponsors a team and some yeah. of these players, a lot of these players don't even necessarily go to school, because but they're, but they, so it's like, is that what people want? Because that's where we're this thing. I feel like then, is but, kind of heading, but see, then once it becomes the G league, like who cares about the NBA G league? Nobody does. Nobody does. Cause it's not like you lose your tie to it. And the tie is we're all students at a university. They were alumni. We have this thing. It's or I grew special. up in Lincoln. Even if you didn't go, like I grew up in Lincoln and I love Nebraska and that's what this is. It's like, it's like the old saying with, uh, I, I think it was, maybe it was like Jeff Bezos and Amazon. It's really good. It's about like, he said like, we want missionaries, not mercenaries, right? Like yeah. we want people to like go preach our company. Like we don't want to bring in these hired people just to like get the, get the deal get the job done right where that's kind of what's becoming like do you want like the mercenaries coming in like you bring them in for a year they have no tie in and out that's college basketball right now it's one and done in and out no education no tie to the place that you're coming to right it's a different thing and you don't follow college basketball close enough nor do a lot of people for this but like i called so this year Kansas State played at Nebraska. I called that game yeah. on BTN. And so naturally, I watched four or five of Kansas State's games preparing for that game. Kansas State had a guard, Nigel Pack. It was an Arkansas Little Rock transfer, I think he was. Yeah. I think, but 
little like six foot dude, good player, but like not a great player, but like good player. Like he, they played Wichita State. Uh, Nigel Pack took over the game, beat Wichita State. Like was fucking like I watched that tape. I was like fucking Nigel Pack gave it to these guys. Yeah, Kansas State didn't make the NCAA tournament. Kansas State's coach got fired. Bruce Weber got fired. Nigel Pack got $800,000 to go to Miami to play basketball next year. He got a two-year deal, $400,000 a year, to go play basketball at Miami. This is a guy that his team, his coach got fired. Nigel Pack's good. He's good, yeah. fine player. He's not a great player. So I guess what are we, like, how are you supposed to, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, if Nigel Pack... And I'm just using him as an example. If he can get eight hundred thousand dollars, you you kind of start to go, okay, well, what is this, and how can how can Miami of Ohio compete with that? How can Missouri State compete with that? How can anybody like what is this? It's professional sports. That's what the, it becomes. That and so I I don't know. I just. Again, I want to reiterate that, like, I don't think you and I, like, I'm not mad at Nigel Pack getting money. Like, whatever, dude. Like, I don't, like. I'm not, Matt, the players, like. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm better than them that I wouldn't have been, like. Am I better than 400,000 bucks a year? Like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm better than that. I'm not. I'm not better than that. But we are allowing an incentive structure to make it something different. And we have to ask ourselves. Do we all want that? And like, that has to be the big question is like, do we want college sports to be pro sports? Because if you think that's the best thing, well, then let's let it play out and it will happen. Right. But if it, if you want it to be college, then you have to rein it in and say, look, this is what See, we're going to do if we're going to do this. And this is what's hard is I don't know what the answer is to reining that in. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that bottom line energy efficiency matters and making your home more comfortable and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency check them out online PellaOmaha.com that's PellaOmaha.com that's what's tough and maybe it is the limits. transfer portal it's the transfer portal because I don't know how you rein in the NIL I because think it's, you gotta put limits because on because Congress has already basically struck down and said like you restrict these individuals earning potential we wholeheartedly disagree with that and like so, so like a or Supreme Court, I should say, not Congress, yeah. but like, uh, so the precedent has kind of been set in that regard, and I don't know how you budge off of that. Well, you can't argue it. Like it's true. Like it's in, it's really crazy. You can't right. But the problem is, it's like a. It just changes I, the incentives to being a part of a team. That's the and thing. it's just like. like Anybody that's ever been a part of a team will understand this. Like, yes, like if we want to talk about like economics and the right to earn money, like, of course, that is I won't argue it because it's right. Like that, their right to be able to the right to be able to do that is yes. Great. But to be on a team and to be a part of a special. You know, group in a that's a part of a yes. community and like that's the thing that like we're, we're we've totally dismissed what that means and if you've grown up and like we grew up in lincoln nebraska our dads played football for nebraska and we're best friends because of that yes and our community has the shared bond of every saturday in the fall of our lives 
there's one thing we're doing. Yeah. And everybody shares it. And if you want to make that something different, I think we all need to think really hard about changing it. Right. I completely agree. I completely agree. So I don't know. That's what's tough about it is like we can sit here and like I agree with everything you're saying, but like if someone would say, okay, then what? Like, I don't know what that answer is. We've got to rein it in. I know. Like, it's How just, do you rein it in? I don't know how you do not, it. I mean, obviously, you're going to violate that right, uh, but you have to basically say, yes, we cannot stop you from earning money, but if you want to do this, if you want to be in college sports, you have to agree, here's the limit or something, right? right? Like, you have to make a decision. And I think that's where it gets hard. That's where I, it, with NCA, go, why should you not be able to go pro? I think you should be able to go pro anytime. But if you go to college, three years. Same way with college football. It should be like, look, you could go to the pros. Right, by all NFL means. doesn't want that. They want the feeder system. Yes. But you should be able to go pro. Go make money. Go to another league. Go to XFL. Right. Whatever you want. But if you come to the NCA to be at a university – Here's the limits. That's the only way to, you can do it in my book. Interesting. So that that's interesting. I mean, that like freedom to choose. But if you choose, it's a three year commitment. Three year commitment because you can get your degree in three years. So you're saying I am willing to accept that I'm coming here for an education, and I accept that there's limits that are universal across every team. But okay, yeah. within that though, can nil still exist? Maybe with limits. Let's say there's limits that everybody is. It's not Yankees and and Oakland A's. Right. It's everybody. It's a salary cap or something, right? Like you. That's what makes. That's what I'm. I know. Like to me, all this points back to some sort of salary cap. But then, like, I don't know what that looks like. I think the NCAA should have like made that, built that in ten years ago, so that they would avoid what's happening now. Like if they would have been like, all right, we got to start paying these guys. How about minimum wage for 40 hours a week? Right. Because my thing is, you could have gotten these dudes to sign off. Like the, people, people would have, have been happy if you were getting money. To- I remember, I vividly remember. Now, I can't remember what you got. And in the spirit of honesty, I hope you're willing to be honest. Remember when the EA Sports oh, yeah. ruling came down and you and I both filed a claim because yeah. we were both in the EA Sports. You were in the EA Sports football sure. game. I was in the EA Sports basketball game. I think I got. Now, it was interesting, the whole process of it, like you had to file like the years that you played in college, the years that you were on the, were on the games and all that stuff, and then they, they used something to spit out like, well, we owe you then X amount. I want to say I got maybe two or three grand. That was about what I got, yeah. And I thought like, whoa. I thought I won the lottery that day. I was like, oh my God, they paid me And now grand. imagine be like, hey, we got su- such and such linebacker for $2,000. It's a joke. I mean, now it's... So I'm just saying like yeah, the I mean, difference like, in how you view shit. You know, like I got a $2,000 thought- check from EA Sports. And now you could, like if you're the guy in the cover, you might make a million. Yes. It, it's, it's crazy. It's just, I think people need to just realize like, look, you can still have choice. You can right. still have the choice to go different leagues, go straight to the pro. That would be my – that's my that's like, your solution? On the top of my head, I actually haven't like really thought through. I'm just like spitballing. But like to me, that is my solution for basketball. I think it needs to be something like that for football. I just think whatever whatever you do – needs to be reverse engineered from the standpoint of what we're talking about that I that my main point is that every thriving viable sports league outside of major league baseball they every team in that league has to operate under the same guidelines and rules and parameters yeah. of how they build their roster yeah and if you aren't doing that, then competitive balance becomes a major problem. Yeah, like I don't want T. Boone Pickens to determine the NCAA season. No. Right? Like we've we've all been like, you know, like Phil Knight, if he wanted to. Could flip this whole thing upside down. It, it just to me, it's like it seems I, I'm surprised he hasn't. Right. 
Well, I think well, the like, hard part is is that the NCAA is this last week tried to threaten like, hey, NCAA guidelines say boosters cannot be involved in the recruitment of student athletes. That's what they're trying to do on these collectives of like basically these NCAA saying like, hey, man, if any of these collectives that people are coming together and pooling together money, if any of you are deemed as boosters, this is an illegal against the rules thing for the NCAA. But it's like, good luck with that. I mean, what's a booster? Like, like that's well, what I'm saying. How do you define a booster? If you've been a booster before and you decide, I'm not a booster now, are you not a booster? Like, you know, have you ever been a booster? Or, you know, like, that's the part where I think, you know, like, Phil Knight could be like, I am no longer a booster. I'm not giving money to the university anymore. But guess what? My company, Nike, wants to pay the 20 best players in the country $2 million a piece to, to be a spokesperson for Nike. He can do that. Yes. I believe he can do that. So, but that, but that's my thing is like you just something to maintain the integrity of the competitive balance of like how you build out your roster, how you build your roster and and the importance of the, like the school and the community. And what you're talking about within that, it's like when you're there, like there is something too, when you go into that locker room, you look at everybody and it's like, we're all kind of like, we all got the same thing. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like we're all getting paid the same. Like it, you know, it's like that's not how it works in the real world. But like the point is, you're not signing up to be in the real world. You're signing up to be a part of something special, something that's different. So like, if you want the real world, you should have the option to go to the real world. Right. That's the NFL. That's XFL, XFL. USFL. That's. Like- that's if you're in if you're in the you know if you're in basketball you're going to the G, G League, League you're going yeah. overseas. I think you got to give the option. The option to go make the money is the right thing. So I will never disagree with that. I'm all free market. Right. Live my life by it. But I think there's something special we got to protect too. Totally agree. Couple more things we'll be out of here. What a great That was good. Question. That was a good that was good. We went you, down. You, the yeah, hole. we went down. All, we went, it was I good. didn't know until we went to France. We went to France with this Italian wine. With the Italian wine, <laughs> and we didn't know how. I don't think either of us knew how passionate we were about NIL. You, you're, you're. Uh, I feel like I was listening to something like the Gettysburg Address. Like that was good. I'll that tell you was, what. I didn't know I had that in me until you found I just, that. Uh, you found something that was. I think it's that French wine. This. This. Italian French wine, let me tell you. This is the problem. Like right now, I just want to cash it, but like, we got to keep it together a little bit. Ooh. Do we want like a teensy weensy yeah. bit more? Okay, here we go. We're gonna go Wandale Robinson level. Of, <laughs> that I can't give see. Give me a is short that... pour. Give me a short pour. Okay, short pour. How about Wandale getting drafted too? Uh, How do you feel about that? By the I way, I feel like look at us. Man. We're getting our Joe Rogan. Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, Jamie pull, pull that. Okay. okay. Uh... <laughs> I feel like I maybe I'm still like I still in my head. I feel like you're like going down with the ship like Wandell overrated. But see, here's where I, I know I must be. I felt like I, I'm very wrong on not that like I, I was mad Wandale left and OK, whatever. I'm probably wrong that it was the right move for himself. Where I'm confused is I still don't see him in my own eyes when I look at his build and the way he moves like as a like was he 40 something pick receiver? I still don't see that. But like clearly I'm wrong. Like clearly there's something I'm missing about his potential in the NFL that I am underestimating. So I would probably say I'm probably wrong about how I estimated Wandale's pro potential. Okay. I think I am, but I still like, if you were to ask me like, do you think that pick was high? I'd be like, yeah, I didn't think he'd go that. He, he ended up, he had a better year at Kentucky than I thought he would have. He had a thousand yards. He killed it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm just, I'm surprised. Like I'm seeing him in the F I'm going to see a second round pick. Yeah. 40th pick. I mean, that means you're in the top 50 players in the league. Like, I guess, you know, when he was here, he was our best player. I'll and say and you could say he was probably wrongly used because, see, he, he had to pay for the sins of no wide receivers. That's true. Or, no, had to pay for the sins of no running backs. 
So he had to go be a running back. Yeah, we had no running back, so he had to go help us there. And I think he also, there was no other receivers that could take the heat off of like coverage going to him. And like, like, I, so I'm just surprised. I mean, but yeah, it's, uh, but so I think like, I probably, I probably miscast him on how good he would be in the SEC. I don't yeah. think I think I was I viewed him correctly in that I do feel like Nebraska did him no favors for how they used him while they were yeah, here. Yeah, there's no doubt there. But at the same time, I also you and I talked about, and this is something that that even with the transfer portal that I don't understand, of like there are certain guys that are the man in certain places and want to leave, and that's something that's hard for me to understand. That's what bothered me is he was like he was the guy doing all the Nebraska videos, trying to be the face of the of the organiz you know, of our institution essentially. And then leave like that to me was felt like you're, you're being in disingenuous or something. Like, well, I just think, I, you know? yeah, I don't know if it's disingenuous. I think it's just like, I don't understand it. Like for me, again, we're all products of our backgrounds and our, what we went through. Like I was a guy that transferred for one reason and one reason only. It had nothing to do with how I felt about my teammates, my school, no. my coaches, it would just came down to like I wasn't playing. My ass was sitting on the bench, if and I wanted to play. At Kansas, I would have never left. If you I were the guy, can't, can't left. You have, I mean, I there's never no left. question. It but was. It, it, there's no. I'd have never left. Like the reason why you left was smart because it was going to be a slog to get on the floor. You love really your hard. teammates, but you could come back home. You yes. went from away to home, and you could then become a two-time team captain, right. At Creighton, yes. So it's like okay, that's what I'm going to do. Whereas there are certain guys that that are that have the have everything you'd want as a player. Like they are the yeah. man. They're playing. They're getting touches. They're getting the ball. They get whatever. Like, and they still leave. That's where I'm like, it's I struggle with that. He, but he, he I mean, again, Wandale, like, it, it was if he was here, he'd be like, guys, y'all can say all you want drinking your French Italian wine, I mean, but I, my wrong. ass just got drafted. He's so not wrong. He's, he's, he's not right. wrong. I, I'm just saying, like, it's it's. It's like he's right in terms of like you are doing what's best for you, and but that to me is the problem is like it's only about you, right? And that's fine, and that's fine. But like that's that goes back to the bigger point. Like it becomes everything is only about you, 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 and if we lose that across the board. People, I think they underestimate how important, like, the thing we all share is. Yes. Which is like, we get to be a part of a team. I agree. We get to be a part of this thing. And there's, an, with NIL and Transfer Portal, like, there's, you're already seeing it. There's an erosion on the importance of team that is real. Team. And on various, deg varying degrees and different people and different circumstances, you see that play out. I mean, Casey Rogers is going to be a starter at Nebraska, and the guy just left. Like, tell you what, that's. I mean, that's where you know, I'm going, like, dude. That is like that one. If I'm being honest, I'm going. Something doesn't, you know, like that's like, ah, man, for real, like that's hard. You know, that's you a, know, and, and and here's the thing: would have been a starter here, might not be a starter there. Right. What does that tell you? I don't know. It, it tells know. me stuff that I go, man. If I'm I was you. his teammate, we would be having some problems, right? I'd and, be like, and, I, I have, I have no sympathy for anybody that. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Uh, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, you know I'm saying it's like, like it's you, 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 like you went somewhere to play, like. But I'm telling you, even yeah. though, even though. Like, see, this is stuff that people don't like. I really fucking lived it. Like, I had to go to my locker room and look at all my teammates and tell them, hey, I want to tell you before this shit hits the Lawrence Journal world, Gary Bedore's got the story. I just want to tell you guys, I am transferring. I'm leaving you guys. And I'm telling you, you guys can, from the outside looking in, all this stuff, you can poo-poo team and all this stuff, like, but... In a weird way, all my teammates understood it, 
but it was instantly different, instantly different when yeah. I was around them. And yeah. it wasn't that they didn't, they all still fucking loved me. But like when I was in that locker room, they all, especially Russell Robinson was the one, like he would, he looked at me like, are you, f- you're seriously fucking leaving me? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Everybody's so disin, like it's so out of sight, out of mind of like, well, you know, you just leave. It's like, you ever really ever had to leave a job or leave people that you have grinded with? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, we're getting in the weeds here. I, I but know. Like, it's hard. It's, I, I think, though, like, it's... Yeah, I mean, I think if you, like... Maybe Casey Rogers didn't have that conversation with anybody. But, like, well, I mean, a, a part senior, of me... He's going to be like, a senior. Like, the thing I have a hard time is he's a senior. is going to be a starter. Like, that's what's hard for me. If you're a sophomore and you're a backup... Right. That's I just, one like, thing. think it's, like, it's obviously such a night and day thing... We're like, yes, he's a senior. He's going to be a starter. Now he's going to a place that he might not. Or maybe he thinks he is. I mean, Coach Tuyoti's there. And yeah, that's, uh, but, but I don't still, know. It's, I a weird, think, it's, a, it's a weird deal. I, I'm, it, it, I'm struggling to understand because it never that stuff never happened like it's happening. Like, no. The Wandale thing, before you could, like, if he had to sit out, he wouldn't go. Yeah, he wouldn't go. He wouldn't go. And I really believe this. I believe... That that last game, that Rutgers game, do you remember the big hits yeah, you, he took? Yeah, you remember. Yeah, right. He got smacked a couple of he times. He got smacked two or three times that game. I believe he was like, that was the game sent him. Like, if he would have like caught a couple touchdowns and not gotten, not gotten hit, he yeah. would have been like, all right, I'm going into this thing. And then we didn't play the bowl game. Yes, which is still, I still vehemently disagree with that decision. That's I, just me, Nick. But, there's I, no reason we shouldn't have played the bowl game. We should have played. But I think Wandell gets beat up that game, and he had people in his ear saying, You need to get out of here. You need to go home. You need to do this. Yeah. You need to do this for your pro career. And you know what? Like, how can you argue? The dude got drafted. That's what I'm saying. Overall. Like, ultimately, what's Can't hard. I argue with that, but I just, I just, it's, it's team thing you go God. yeah it's a team thing where and, and i get it like from one from wandale robinson's perspective he made the right decision like he did but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily render all of the things that we're saying yeah, incorrect or irrelevant like the face like, of the program he's like hey look at me i love nebraska no he was he Except was the out. face remember there was we talked about there was a, sl- a slow gradual change of like adrian martinez was the face and then it became wandale robinson was the face and then Wanda Robinson left. Yeah, Wandale was the face until he decided. Look at this; this is better. See speaking ya. speaking of faces, we have some new faces in Nebraska. Oh yes. Let me ask you a two part question: What new player on the roster will have the biggest <laughs> impact next year, and what player? needs to have the biggest impact. I felt like that was an important like differentiator. Like okay, so there's need. what player will and then what player needs to. Okay, I would And so then we're going to have the same conversation with the coach. Is, so what player will you want to start with Mathis, will? Oshan Mathis. But the question is does Trey Palmer Oh, for will or for need? For need. So I think oh, Oshan, Oshan, Will, and Nee. Or what Oshan, about Casey Oshan. Thompson? Oh wow! Now you've really done it to me. Because <laughs> I had so I had for Will, okay. Time Will, out. Will need Casey yeah. Thompson. Will need Casey Thompson. Do you want to exclude him? Exclude Is it more fun him because obviously yeah. the conversation. Like forget quarterback. Forget was, okay. Okay, I that's assumed, more fun. Okay, that's more. That's a much more fun conversation. So let's the, exclude Chubba Purdy, Casey Thompson yeah. from the conversation. Let's so say now let's talk about this. So you have so here we go. Trey Palmer, Osha Mathis, Devin Drew, Anthony Grant, Tommy Hill, or kick or I give you all of the kickers. All you know, it's so like you get Tiger or the field. I'll we give can't. you all of the kickers. You're gonna take the kickers, so I won't take the kickers. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna touch uh, the kickers. Okay. But okay. Oshan is the guy that can I I think will probably who will change the game the most. I really, even though the running back, I think the running back is going to be pretty good. I think 
Trey Palmer, we need a receiver in the worst way. And I would say that I think he needs, we need him to be really good. Because if we don't have one, like, real good receiver, we're in trouble. Because you just lost, basically, arguably your two best receivers last year were Samari Torre and Xavier Betts. And then Austin Allen. And then Austin Allen. So, basically, three three best pass catchers Catchers. are gone. So, I would say that, I mean, I think this running back is going to be, you know, he's going to be a step up. But what we need the most is for Trey Palmer to be a real player. Because Samari Torre was. Yes. And, man, with, like, Fedoni's out. Vokalek, your boy, is borderline coming back. I mean, he just has got to get healthy. But we don't have pass catchers. So, like, my mind goes to receiver. He's got to be good. That's This is... uh, This is a tough one. I wrote this question down three days ago, and I still don't have a great answer. Who in your mind... Well, I wrote down Will have the biggest impact. I wrote down Mathis. Okay. And I'm not so sure that he isn't the answer for need as well. Yeah, I think... But, but... Mm. I also feel like Nebraska last year didn't have O'Shawn Mathis, and defensively, they were good enough. Now, granted, they lose their whole secondary and JoJo Doman and Snacks, and still, they lose a lot of their best players. But, like, do... So you think they need Palmer? Who do they need Palmer to hit more than Grant to hit? Yes. Yeah, I think that the fact that we have Ramir and we have Gabe Irvin, um, you still have a step. Still got. You I mean, still we still got. Yant. We got serviceable with Yant. We those are serviceable guys. You're Gr- right. That's a good way. I didn't think about it that way. Like you have serviceable guys, not great guys. But between Ramir was serviceable. He was not great, but he was serviceable. Behind Trey Palmer, who is serve? Who can you look me in the eye? I mean, Oliver Martin. We got Oliver Martin, Wyatt Lever, Wyatt Lever, Wyatt Leave It to Beaver. That Leave It to Beaver (laughs) line almost killed me. (laughs) Okay. But honestly, I don't know. Outside of those guys, who on paper right now can you go? Yep, that guy's at least serviceable. I mean, the the guy we had the transfer from uh, oh, Mexico yeah. State, yep. Isaiah, whatever his name is, Clements, something Clements, something, something. like that. We'll, we'll figure. Jim it out. Clemens, Jim Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> Are we crack out oh, or we're what? Getting, we're getting there. Oh Lord, ever. Yeah. I think you're right. See, this is where you're a persuasive individual. Like, I you, get you, you drunk and I face, can, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do what too. No, so I think the answer is: Will Mathis need Palmer? Probably, yeah. I'm, I'll I will certify that we're good. Okay, for coach, what about for coach? Same question. What coach? Will have the biggest impact. What coach needs to have the biggest impact? Need is Whipple. I wrote. That's the first thing I wrote down. Need. Will is still blank. By the way, on my piece of paper. Three days. I, haven't had a question. Haven't answered. I'm like. Oh, oh, I would say on. Will. I mean, a lot of like you could make a case for the only guy I don't have a good handle on is Rayola. I don't either. That's what but, I was going to say. But Applewhite, I feel like. Will might be Applewhite. I mean, like, there's a chance he makes the biggest impact. There's a chance Mickey, because I feel like Mickey, like, Mickey's you're supposed to run least. a seven-yard out, you run a five-yard out, he's like, on the line. On the line. I feel like Mickey does not I don't play. play. I don't, I don't play. play. Play with me if you want to. It'll end six feet under the ground. <laughs> Oh my God, Mickey Joseph! Mickey Joseph just killed a guy. Oh. A guy ran a five yard out when it should have been a seven, seven yards. <laughs> not a yard more, not a yard. I asked for seven. I said seven yard out. You ran a five <laughs> yard out. Dig your grave. <laughs> You're gonna dig your grave. What about Bill Bush? Uh, Bill Bush will, I mean, cause he could, there, there literally wasn't a human being coaching said unit. 
special teams can't be worse. So Bush, I mean, it, it'll be better. Um, I still think we. I just, I still don't know. I mean, special teams. I, yeah, like I, I think it's all new specialists. Middle of the pack is a win, but oh, like, are yeah. we going to be a top twenty special team? No, team? I mean, I, I wouldn't know. think so. I don't know. So I th- I'm going to go need Whipple. Will I feel like Mickey? I'm going to go Mickey. I'm just going to go Mickey. I'll go Applewhite because I think with that new running back, um, I think he will. He's going to have more depth than a new like potential bell. What will be interesting though is like. This would be a great case study on coaching where like outside. Okay. So yes, you give, so held had his, had, had the same guys as Applewhite. Now Applewhite does have Grant and he's going to get uh Jay, a What the, some, uh, God, what's his name? TC. He was committed to TCU. Yeah. I'm blanking yeah. on his name, but basically like it's the same core group, except you're going to get maybe a bell cow. That's yeah. a little more like, we'll see what he can do with him. But I'll go Mickey just cause like by all accounts, Mickey's like, the real deal, he'll but but bury we both you. we both agree he will bury you six feet deep he'll if you run a five yard out when you're supposed deep. to run a seven yard out. I don't know why we're making Mickey out to be like he's like like the I mob would love it like though. He's I love Omar it. Navarro. He's like you, uh, Marty you Bird, Marty, Marty Bird, Marty Bird. You disappoint me. You run five yard out when I want a eleven yard out. I you, kill you now. You contacted the FBI. You tell her. We will run seven yard outs, not a yard short, not a yard long. You, you tell her that, Marty Bird. You tell her. Uh, Why we have made Mickey Joseph have to be a member? Omar Navarro. Omar Navarro, Mickey Joseph. I'm just going off of what I hear. Dude is the real deal. I have like four more questions, but do we need? I mean, we are. Let's do rapid fire. We'll get you. Oh, you boy, you ain't know nothing about none. Okay. What do I want to? We're going to save the better. I have a game, better or worse. That's got to be a whole nother podcast. So that we're shelving to a whole nother podcast. You want me to read one of my tweets from today? Yes. Do you want Twitter, Nick, to come back in? Twitter, Nick, come back in. Read your tweet. All right, you ready for this? Yes. I think I was too hopped up on coffee and maybe had just heard like a Stephen A. take and like wanted to participate in the hot take world. Are you ready for this? Yes, yes, yes. Man, boy, this French wine, boy, this Tony Parker wine got you boy feeling it. That's how they do it in France. That's how they do it in France, boy. <laughs> Show you how to do my dance in France. <laughs> Are you ready for one of my tweets? We're so crocked. This might be the most crocked wine pod that's ever happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, you ready for my tweets? I am ready. Imagine seeing this in the morning. One Here it is. One of the issues people have a hard time with is separating stats and talent with what actually translates to winning in basketball. Players like Harden, Westbrook, and Kyrie are drenched in talent and have put up jaw-dropping stats, but... The, that translates to winning quality is lacking. That's not to say that every player who wins a title is a winner and every player who loses is a loser, but there is that intangible next-level get-it quality that certain players have. For example, Chris Paul has that, in my opinion, even though he hasn't won. Stats and raw talent can blind you to the truth. That's a great take, and I think using Chris Paul is a great example of a person who has not won who is a winner. Right. And that, what it is, okay, how would we describe what that is? I think it is the ability to make everybody around you better is really what makes you a winner. Like, if they're on your team, they get better. And I don't know with Harden and Kyrie and Russell think, Westbrook and I Carmelo think those Anthony guys and like are talented and I think they can, they're good. They're great at times, but they're not the kind of players that make everybody in their team better than they would be. Yes. 
and and then said that and then in tune yes or in turn then the team better than it should like and, and i think that's a that's a symptom of their personality types are very different than chris paul's personality types like chris paul is going to be hardwired for giving a shit giving like a, a shit as simple as like all I, the I, time about everything uh, and I just feel like those guys, like Russell Westbrook gives his shit in a very... Yeah, like he plays hard. That's what's weird. That's a good point. Like, he plays hard, but he's in a very self-destructive, team-destructive way. Like he's not... He doesn't know how to harness it in the right direction. Yeah, right. That's a good Harden's that's a point. aloof and is not, to me, not dependable. He's a go-to-the-strip-club guy during yeah. the week. Like, every, I mean, he showed up, what, 50 way pounds overweight? overweight? Yeah. Like things like that. Show me you're not dependable. Isn't it funny? Like when you watch him, so we're coming off the heels of he, you know, he, I think he was 0 for 2 in the second half and of the, of the game against the Heat where they get the elim- eliminated. And you watch that and you kind of, you kind of watch, you watch that and like anybody that's surprised by that, shame on them. You would think you yeah. want to say shame on them because it's like you can't turn this shit on and off. You can't show up 50 pounds overweight, thir- 20 pounds overweight, whatever it was force you out of Houston, force you out of Brooklyn. Like you come with you wherever you go. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I guess my point of the tweet is like, we live in this world where people get enamored by box scores and highlights. Yeah. And there's just so much more to basketball than that. Yeah, and like you know, and like in Kyrie, Kyrie's like, I mean, he's his his person. He's a his talent is amazing. Oh God, his like, personality, I get the sense is bad. Like right. he's one of those guys. I heard him talking like he's a flat Earth guy. Yeah, he was like a flat Earth he's guy. He's a flat Earther. He's a guy that's like, no, the Earth is flat. It's and there's yeah, you know, like, you, what are you talking about? So man? you can see the talent in the court, and then you go in the locker room, and he tells you it's a flat Earth world, and you're going. What are, you, what are you talking about? You have to live like that is why it's harder to win with Kyrie than to me than with a Chris Paul because Chris Paul's he gets it. Goal just, is to win. Right. His goal is to do things right. Well, even when he got traded to Oklahoma City, Sam Preston in Oklahoma City that year were they were trying to tank and Chris Paul basically was like no because you can't and he took tank him to the playoff like if you're on a, Chris Paul's team. You can't. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And, and like, and that's where like, he, to me, he's a winner that's never won. I kind of take because uh, Kyrie's won yeah. a title, but it's like, and he hit the biggest shot. I mean, he hit because he's talented. He's super he's talented. He's super talented, but it's like, but every year, like, it doesn't matter what because t- I mean, you can put him on Boston, you can put him on Brooklyn, you can put him. It doesn't matter. Like, he's not necessarily making everybody better. Because totally agree. You got to be in the locker room with Kyrie, right? And here, right. and here is his thoughts. <laughs> okay, so along those lines, as I'm now rapid firing through these things, I've, you know, you watch. So, uh, Jokic just won his his second MVP. Giannis has won a couple MVPs. Luka Doncic is just, I mean, the dude's killing it, right? Yeah. And you you look at these foreign players' success in the NBA, and I was I was really like, you observe Jokic, you observe Giannis, you observe Luka. And a part of me was wondering, and then you think of the drama of the guys we just talked about, Kyrie, Harden, Westbrook, Alt Mello, different guys. Like, I feel like a part of what makes these foreign guys so good is they don't have the distracted, individualized mindset of a lot of these American players that feel like they are just... Does it not feel like every... Like, right now, every superstar that isn't Giannis Jokic and Luka, just they, they seem kind of consumed by the wrong things. You and maybe that's like, a, that's a, I, that's a over, because he... I don't, I mean, that's a, because Booker doesn't, Tatum doesn't. Uh, Those guys seem like they're, like there's a. But they're not quite there yet. It's almost they, like, like there's a humility to people that aren't, that don't like get forced into the Twitter, the Twitter, Instagram stardom, Instagram world that a lot of these guys are in, 
early in their life. Like some of these guys are like before they're out of high school, they're in it. And it's one year of college. And it's like, it's a lot for these guys, I think, to just like have to deal with. And that's the world that's like cool. It's like you're on, like, where I think these people coming out of Europe and wherever, like, right. There's just a whole nother world they grow up in that that stuff doesn't even apply. You know, right. like, I don't know. Where's Jokic from? I forget. Like, what country Serbia, is Serbia? Or I think he was Serbian. Let's Let me just tell you, like, Serbian Twitter is a little different. <laughs> I have no idea what Serbian Twitter has, or you know, he's from Serbia. He's from Serbia. Yeah. So, like, twenty-seven years old from twenty-seven years old from Serbia, and it's like you watch him get. I think he got his he like he gets his MVP trophy. He doesn't even like. It's not to say it doesn't mean something to him, but you tell he's just like I don't really care. But he also like, like he just grew up differently. Like you can't deny that like. Giannis was a Greek guy playing like in a YMCA like gym when he before he got drafted. Like he wasn't the dude right. that was like we're worshiping you from the time you're 14 on because you're going to go to the NBA. Like that happens to these guys uh, in the U.S. Like it's a it's a cultural thing. Like those people. It's just overseas, interesting. I just think it's like it's different, right? Like Giannis, Giannis and Jokic, like they're from countries that like. You're good, but you like it's just not the same it's not the same thought process. I just feel like I think about Kyrie, I think about Durant, I think about Durant's Durant, like the Twitter like Durant he's is fighting like people on Twitter. In, yeah, he's like watching first take every day after in the playoffs and like texting Kendrick Perkins, why are you saying it's like I just why couldn't are you imagine watching? I can't imagine Giannis is is in that world. It's just a bad mindset. Like you are living your life based on what other people are saying. And I think that that's a, that's a bad attitude to have. It's just weird. It just feels like there's been this slow cultural weird movement with American basketball players mentalities. It's bad. That is in a weird place. And then when you contrast them with now, now part of this could be Giannis and Jokic are just better than everybody. And, but it just doesn't feel like, like Giannis feels like he is not like all of the, like there's certain people that give a shit about narratives and there's people that don't. Yeah. And Giannis strikes me as guys that just could care less about whatever narrative is out there. He's just going to play to win. And that's all that matters to him. But see, I would say that something happened. It's been the last five years. I think social media has gotten so strong, especially in the NBA, in America, in the last five years, where if you would have said Kevin Durant, what year did he win the MVP? 20, what do I want to say? 2014. Yeah, that's what was my first thought. If you had said Kevin Durant 2014, you wouldn't have said thought what you think about Kevin Durant now. Right. 2013, Kevin, 2014. So Kevin Durant now is a guy that seems to live his life based on what other people think. And it didn't seem like that in 2014. But what's funny about that though, was, and I know you're, this was interesting. So, so come from a guy that's not immersed in the Twitter world. Kevin Durant I think Kevin Durant lives this weird life where he wants you to think that he he lives his life based on what other people think, but he wants to tell you that he doesn't care what like. That's so a it's sign like that you don't. That, yeah, like <laughs> so if you don't care what Stephen A. Smith thinks, why are you listening to what Stephen A. Smith has to say every day? It proves the point that you do. Yes, that's, and that's and that's to me where like I didn't think that about Kevin Durant, right? Eight or ten years ago, and I now go, oh, of course he does. Right, he obviously does, and you know. And that's where a lot of these guys, it seems like that's where they're spending their mental energy. Uh, and I just think it's too bad. It's just interesting. I just have some I wrote down over the course of the last couple of weeks of just like, is there something to like, you're watching Giannis and Luka and Jokic and like how good they are. And they just seem, now naturally foreign guys are going to, you know, they're, they're a little different than American players, in, you know, just yeah. naturally. But they just, they seem mentally built different. 
then I don't know. maybe it's a language thing too. Like the, it's like almost positive. Like they 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 know the language but barely. Like yeah, know, like, I don't know. I mean, it could be it, it like helps. Like you don't have to like. You don't have to put up with it. And maybe much. there's something, too. I, I stumbled onto a video when I was just mindlessly being an idiot and throwing, scrolling through, I think it might have been Instagram, where some guy was interviewing these, the, the interviewing the Irish and French people. And he was an American. He was like, hey, can you do an, he would just go up to these like Irish people in Dublin or whatever. Like, can you do an American accent or to French people? Can you do an American, can you do an American accent? And it was weird to hear a lot of their American accents were like, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my page. Like it was oh, all yeah. that. That's what we do. And it's like, <laughs> that's because it's like how we jokingly like, hey, doing an Australian accent. It's like, oh, I want to go to Outback oh, Steakhouse, okay, yeah. throw the shrimp on the bobby. It's like, think about Australian people like, okay, like we are more than just Outback Steakhouse and shrimp on a barbie. But like, that's what... It's it was just it was an in, and granted this is like an anecdotal video that I they been trying saw to but like us as these people thought like my like my YouTube page. Hey baby, like my YouTube page. Like that was their like do an impression of an American and that's what it was. It's like who we are boy. Now. It used to be like like John Wayne, I'm <laughs> riding in to save the day, cowboy. Right. Like used to be like that, right? right. That used to be American like it's like my YouTube page now. How about that? How about that? Last wow. one. And then we're out of here. We'll cash this bottle of wine. Tom Brady's going to Fox, and I think he's going to be really good. Tom Brady is going to Fox to be their number one college football analyst, and I'm telling you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say college football? Or no, no, sorry, NFL. NFL. Oh, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. They're NFL. Well, yeah. uh, let me take this back. They're paying him so much money. You read various reports from people that they're paying him so much money that I think you're going to see Tom Brady on when he retires. Like he's going to be on Big Noon Kickoff for yeah. when when Big Noon Kickoffs at Michigan for Michigan Penn State. Like I think Brady's going to be there. Like I think they're paying him so much because there's also part of his job that he's also a brand ambassador for Fox. Yeah, it's like well, Fox's biggest events are Big Ten football, the World Series. Uh, you know, different things like that. Like, I think Brady's going to be involved in one way or another. Do, huh? That's, I don't, yeah. I'm not saying he'll call the game, but I think he'll be like on studio. $370 I mean, million. Dollars. You're, you're paying someone $370 million. You're going to use him as much as you wow. can, right? You know, good, here's the thing. Good for Brady because yeah. he never got paid in the NFL. Right. Not like he should have. Right. He always took the pay cut for the team. This is good. This shows you... I'm pumped. Play the long game. It'll work out. I just, I think he's going to be good. I think he, I mean, I, you get like, he's unequivocally the GOAT. You get the greatest football player of all time. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that like, he's obviously super smart. He obviously has a keen understanding. Like if you're, it's the beauty of the quarterback spot is like, not only do you, the quarterback position has become like, not only do you understand what the quarterback's thinking, but in order for the quarterback to do his job, you have to know what everybody's doing. Talk and so he'll be able God. to break it all down. All I remember is, so it's funny because uh, in my rookie class, uh, the quarterback that came with me is Kevin O'Connell, who's now the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. That's crazy. It's bizarre. Yes. But I remember like asking him about, like the offense, I was like, so tell me about McDaniel's. Uh, and he goes, he goes, really? He's like, Tom's kind of the coordinator. <laughs> so like Tom Brady is an offensive coordinator, basically. Right. And so he knows defenses better than most defensive players will ever know defenses. Right. And he knows everything, his offensive line receivers. and He knows every position inside and out. Every one of them. So it's I think amazing. it's not like where, like I could make an argument that he knows he could analyze the linebacker position better than some all pro linebacker. Most linebackers, and Nick, he's played for twenty. He's a I mean, ninety-nine, two thousand draft pick, so he's, so he's two, over two decades, two years, and wow. and the, he just strikes me as one of those guys. Like a part of what makes Brady great is like Brady doesn't know how to do anything like half halfway no so like i just feel like if he's going to like if he makes a decision like okay i am now going to be 
I'm going all in on being great on TV. Like I think he'll be great. Like no I think doubt. he's going to be fantastic. So no doubt. I am. I mean, what a get for Fox. I mean, holy moly. 370 get, million though. That's a that's a It's quite a price tag. It's good for you, Nick. You know why? Because that's raising the bar for that's everybody. Raising the bar for me, for your guy that called Butler or Xavier. I'm you, saying, Brady may be calling Cowboys Packers, but what about Nick Ball calling Nick, Butler Xavier? As long as you get half of what he's getting, it's all gravy, baby. <laughs> I will take it. All right. We have survived a two hour podcast while drinking two bottles of wine and not embar- we've embarrassed ourselves, but not too bad. I think we should go back to France. Shall we go? Should we go back to France? Go back to France. See you guys. We're going to France. A Huda Media Production.